We're back. They play that <clears throat> on the Lego Hobbit when you're in Lake Town. And I, I just, can. I love it so much. play all the Lego. Yeah, I would just play in, Hob in Lake Town all the time if I could, because that just plays <laughs> over and over again. I never made it that far. I never made it out of the Shire, really. <laughs> <laughs> the Shire is pretty cool. There's a lot to do there. Yeah, just a lot of little holes to go see. Exactly, all the little Hobbit holes mm -hmm. to get in. I'd get, like, maybe past the ring, the first, like, ring rights when they hide under the tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's Lord of the Rings, like, that's not Hobbit. Oh, you mean, like, the Hobbit Hobbit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I meant, like, the Hobbit okay. Hobbit game. <laughs> they don't go to Lake Town, really, and... No, that's true, that's true. I don't know why I was Lord thinking. Things. Yeah. Well, because I haven't played the Hobbit, that's why. So I was thinking Lego, Lord of the... Like, Lego yeah. Tolkien stuff. Yeah. Speaking of... Speaking of speaking Tolkien... Of, you guys, <laughs> go watch the Tolkien trailer, the oh, new one that they just dropped. My. We know we talked about Gosh, the teaser not too long ago. But that ago. was nothing that was compared nothing. to this. This trailer was so good. So good. I am so excited for this movie. It's the only thing that I didn't like. The only thing was that... Um, Tolkien was always adamant that his time in the in the army during the yeah, war did not, not shape anything in regards to right. the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, and they do seem to be hinting at that. Yeah, because it's um, convenient. It is, but also like Tolkien can say that that doesn't mean that subconsciously right, that wasn't I, happening. How does something? How do you go through something like that war? One of the world right. wars. I think it was World War Two. I think it was I World know. War Two. <clears throat> Like, how do you go through a war like that and yeah. not come away not come away without it affecting you right. in one way or another? Right. Yeah. Even if it was just a very subtle, even if he didn't mean for it to, it might have come across subconsciously. That yeah. was the only thing, but otherwise that trailer looks so good. So good. There's this one part. At the very end. At the very end. And I'm going to just spoil it right now because I can't help it. But he's like, they're like, it's like him and all of his peeps. And they're like, if like, what does he say? They're well, they're talking about like changing the world through art and literature, literature and poems yeah. and music and stuff. Mm. And like, it's showing their friendship like through the war and stuff. And then at the end, Tolkien's just like, we'll call it the Fellowship. The fellowship. And then it just like hits like coming to theaters near or coming uh, soon. Coming or soon. Like that. I was like that, 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 the that, 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 perfect that, 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 ending. Yes. Any th like for any. Any, even if you're not a diehard Tolkien fan, even if you're just like a Lord of the Rings fan, like that alone will that get alone. you to watch that movie. Yes, because it because it, it just it sends chills up your spine. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, just a little bit excited about that one. <laughs> I don't think we have a whole lot to to get into this week. No, we're gonna try and read through because we're gonna try and get through three chapters because. Yeah. Next week. Next week. It's a very special episode. Yes. I'm a little... We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> no, it'll be good. Yeah, um, yeah cause Gareth Ordunadine, aka Caleb, is gonna be on with us. And it's gonna be great. The author of the book we're reading, Sands yep. of Rune, and several others on Wattpad as mm -hmm. well. He's got a lot of others on yeah. there. Um, he keeps uh, he keeps posting little snippets of what's to come in the book, and I'm just like, stop! I want to read ahead, you are... and I can't. I don't want to do that to you guys. <laughs> AKA Galadriel is in it, so yep. why would I not read ahead? Yep. 
yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. excited. So we probably won't read a whole lot on that episode. We'll probably see not. how it goes. Because um, we definitely want to do a, a kind of like an AMA, ask anything about, uh, ask him anything about um, this, this current work, anything coming up, anything in the past. Yeah. I'm just going to ask him how to pronounce everything. I mean, that's the whole reason we're having him on, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Like, we're literally, the author from Michigan is coming all the way to North Carolina right. so that we can pronounce can his stuff just so he correctly. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So, that'll be super exciting. If you have questions for him, yes. send it to him or to us, either way. Yeah. Um, Chronicles of Fiction on Instagram, um, Chronicles of Fiction on Wattpad, you can send him there, too. Also, Twitter. <laughs> she just rolled her eyes. Y'all should have seen the look. It was like, I am not doing more work than you are already making me. <laughs> sure, send them to Twitter. They might get read. I don't know. <laughs> send them to Twitter. No, I'll, I, I will personally check them. You can, but no one follows us on Twitter. So. That is very true because... Because it's it takes effort to go out there and find people to follow you, and I just don't have that kind of effort. I mean, so. there is that. I might end up handing the Twitter over to Caleb and just being like, hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> He's been following told. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, yeah, that'll be next week. Recording possibly on Saturday is a tentative plan. Yeah, Friday or Saturday. Yeah. So by Sunday it'll be up. Yeah. Um, so any questions that you have, send before Friday or yeah. right up until Friday. But I think he has already gotten a few, so. Yeah, he's gotten quite a few. A couple of them are about Caladorn, which just makes me happy. Are we, we're not going to get to that, are we, before? I don't know. <coughs> like, he's technically already in the story. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, which okay. I won't explain right now because. Yeah. We'll see spoilers. how it goes. We have three how chapters, so. Hmm? We have three chapters, That's true. So. Uh, so we might get to it. Yes. <coughs> All right. Well, I guess if that's all the news that we have, we'll just get right into this. Because I feel like last week I was speed reading through it really fast to try to get it, to get the three chapters done in the hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. But it was kind of perfect because, like, it was fast-paced, like, stuff oh, was good. happening. It's not going to happen this week. <laughs> You're like, well. Too <laughs> bad. Glad you enjoyed it last week. But nope. <clears throat> all right, guys. So, last we left off, um, Rukil, um, basically was a deserter in the... Loke Rim Army. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Because um, he killed yeah. the general's son, or whatever general it was that he went and talked to, it ended up being I... his son. So he left, and he's climbing up, uh, you know, in Lord of the Rings. I know there's the name for it. I don't know what it is, but the two really. statues with their hands out. You're like, bro. Yeah. I think that's where he's at. Yeah. Um, he was climbing up one of those and noticed that someone was following him. So um, yes. I think he had just gotten attacked at the end of the last yeah. chapter. Cliffhanger. So that's where we're at. Chapter 15, The Voice in the Forest. I fell to the ground with a thud, the breath knocked out of me. My attacker had pinned me down and was pushing my face into the dirt, making it difficult to breathe, let alone move. But this wasn't my first time in a tough spot, so my instincts almost immediately took over. I used my feet to propel my legs upward, flipping over and rolling on top of my attacker. I quickly drew a dagger and put it to his neck. To my shock, I recognized his eyes. They were bright green and were narrowed in annoyance. What in Morgoth's name are you, are you doing following me, Fox? And why did you attack me? I growled as I released him. He grunted and sat up. He was dressed in black now, his armor unfamiliar to me. So I know how you, <laughs> I know how you said that Caleb doesn't really love cussing. 
Can you just start cussing in Morgoth now? <laughs> just just in be in like, what the Morgoth? Oh, what the What the actual Morgoth, Morgoth. is going on here? <laughs> Can we just start doing that now? Morgoth. I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to start saying, would it be Mother of Morgoth or Mother of Mordor? Morgoth. Mother of Morgoth? Oh, I'm going to start Morgoth. saying that. <laughs> Mother Sauron. Definitely using that. Mother Sauron. <laughs> Definitely using that. Oh, wow. That's great. Can I get that on a t-shirt? Probably. <laughs> I really like great. that. <laughs> I love it. First off, I did not attack you. I merely tackled you. Second, you should probably know that my real name isn't Fox. Yay. <laughs> I rolled my eyes. Of course it isn't. Did you tell me anything true about yourself? No, I didn't. I didn't know if I could trust you, he said. He pulled his mask down, revealing a handsome face accentuated by a long scar that ran down the left side of it. But that wasn't his most striking feature. You're... You're an elf? I said in shock, <laughs> observing his pointed ears. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. That I am. Is it Caladorn? Caladorn, Defender of Middle-Earth, at your service. Oh, what an amazing majestic title! <laughs> Defender of Middle-Earth. Defender of Middle-Earth, thank you. <laughs> and like he even bowed. Well, it says he bowed his head slightly. Oh, like, I'm just picturing a gallant bow, like yeah, huge, just like, and all the way down. Who yeah. cares what it says? What Who it cares what it says? It's a hole, that's what happened, y'all. It's a hole, <laughs> like, you, you, you like sweep your arm out type. Yes, so, sweep, yes. sweep your arm out, then all the way down. all the way over, and then you realize you're too old because you're now. <laughs> And you can't get back up. Basically, get your life basically, alert. Basically, get your life alert. Those little, those little necklaces those little that they have. Those, those aren't, those aren't crystals. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, I stared at him in shock. This was the last thing I expected from him. Uh, yes, well, pleased to meet you, I suppose. Why were you in Rune if you're an elf? I still couldn't believe it. As a guardian of these lands, my job is to prepare for the war that is to come. And when I heard about you, I knew that you would be an influential person for one side or the other. I wanted to make sure you didn't side with Sauron. I stood up and began to walk away. Well, you succeeded. I'm not siding with anyone. Curse this whole thing. I growled as I strode into the forest. I heard Calid Calidorn? Mm-hmm. Oh, my brain does not read words very well. Mine neither. I want to read it as Calid... Calidron is what I want to read it now. I mean, kind of... <laughs> cool. To me? Caladorn. I heard Caladorn stand up and begin to walk behind me. Listen, I know you're confused. Much has happened to you of late, and you don't know what's, who's right and who's wrong. I spun around to face him. I do know. Everyone just wants to use me. They want to use me for their pathetic power struggles, and you want to use me for yours. Everyone is the same. The elf looked at me, his face expressionless. You know that isn't true. You have a purpose beyond running from the past. You are a prince, not a common deserter. You need to accept that. I narrowed my eyes at his persistence. You're wasting your breath. I'm going as far away from Rune as I can, and no one will stop me, not even you. With that, I turned back around and left Caladorn behind, hoping that he wouldn't follow me. To my surprise, he didn't, and I was alone once again. The forest seemed suddenly silent, as though it had heard our argument and was contemplating it. I thought about our conversation and dismissed what he said as lies. Deep down, however, I knew he spoke the truth. I continued on all day, leaving the forest and traveling across hilly plains along the river. It was getting colder. <clears throat> it, 
It was getting colder the fur further north I went, and, and I welcomed the change. These lands were more like to the steppes. Step? Steppes? The How's it spelled? S-T-E-P-P-E-S. It means, like, small mountains. Yeah. <laughs> it means small mountains. Come <laughs> foothills, sir. <laughs> that I originally go home. Not like the hot deserts of the rest of Rune. By my reckoning, I was now far to the nor northwest of Kerasirian, and the mountains seemed to loom closer than ever before. After a while, I could see another forest ahead, though this one looked much different. The trees appeared taller and lighter colored, and their leaves had not yet fallen. As I got nearer, I could see that the leaves were a rich golden hue, and their branches were smooth and gray. The leaves rustled like crinkling of paper, but other than that, the wood was silent. As I entered, I felt a strange aura around me. Though I had never felt such a feeling before, I could say with certainty that the forest was enchanted. It felt as though I was being watched as well, and that was an altogether uncomfortable feeling. What creature would lurk in such a place? The cynical part of me guessed that since the forest was so beautiful, it was hiding something altogether evil. Suddenly I stopped walking and stood stock still. I swore I heard a voice. The voice spoke again, this time audibly, though I couldn't determine where it was coming from. Hold on, guys. I'm going to have to plug my... We're back. And we're back. Sorry, guys. My computer was dying. <clears throat> Suddenly, I stopped walking and stood stock still. I swore I had heard a voice. The voice spoke again, this time audibly, though I couldn't determine where it was coming coming from. None passed through Lothlorien unnoticed. Tell me, Rukil, of the Dorgeshi. What brings you here? The voice was female, although strangely deep. It had a strange melody to it, as though the owner of the voice was singing rather than speaking. I, I merely wished to pass through, I said, looking around at my surroundings. I could see no one. Did I give you leave to pass through? The voice held a teasing tone now, which put me slightly at ease. I also realized at that moment that the voice was coming from inside my head. <clears throat> well, I haven't exactly spoken to you until now. I glanced around again to no avail. Okay, what are you on? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? How are you speaking to me? I am here in this very forest. I am able to enter your thoughts. Will you let me pass through? I felt strangely uncomfortable at the thought of this mysterious woman being able to enter my mind, to be able to read my every thought. Perhaps. But you must, you must first speak with me in person. And yes, I can read your thoughts, but do not fear. Your mind is pure, purer than most of your kind. Her words did little to reassure me. Wait, first tell me who you are. I am the Lady of the Wood, though many refer to me as Galadriel. Even her name sounded mysterious. Whatever I had gotten into, it hardly seemed good, but did I have any choice? As if in answer, the Lady spoke. You must come, or you will not leave this forest alive. She said it as a fact, and there was no threat in her voice. I sighed in resignation. Where will I find you? Follow the river. From there, two of my march wardens will lead you to me. It is a necessary precaution, for you are being followed, and not just by Caledorn. There is another who seeks to take your life, but within these borders, you will be safe. Suddenly, I felt alone again, as though the lady was no longer inside my head. I felt relieved, though at the same time I felt a strange longing to speak with her again. Perhaps I would learn more about this mysterious lady when I met her. And of course, Caledorn can continue to follow me. He seemed to be trouble. <clears throat> I started off again, this time at a slower pace since I knew I was safe, or so this Galadriel had just said anyways. I took a leap of faith and decided to trust her. The river became less wide and wound lazily through the forest, making little noises. I followed it as the lady had said, making my way steadily westward and deeper into the golden forest. 
I stopped at a slight dip in the land, taking the time to refill my water skin. The water was incredibly clear, and I could see my reflection as I bent down to retrieve the water, but I also saw someone else's. I spun around, drawing my dagger and leaping upon the intruder. I put my knife to the neck of the stranger, noting that he was a muscularly built elf with long blonde hair. His eyes were wide with fear, and it was clear that he hadn't expected such a quick response on my part. However, a second later, I felt cold steel against my neck, and I heard a commanding voice from behind me. Ooh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Daro Pachanas? Oh, dear. I'm guessing it's elvish of some sort. Pensionas? I don't remember what it means. Pensionas? But no, that's different. Uh, Pensionas is something different. I don't I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Unless it's the same thing with different spelling because sometimes that happens because it's elvish. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm not really sure. I dropped the dagger and raised my hands. I don't know what you said. I don't know what you just said, but it didn't sound friendly. The elf I had tackled rose to his feet, brushing the dirt from his green tunic. My brother doesn't speak in the common tongue, but he called you an idiot. <laughs> so it is pensioness because that's that's ha that's that's yeah because I would call Pench the little children that pensioness. Oh, I am gonna call everyone that. Everyone that. Yes. We're gonna have fun with that this week. Work. <laughs> yes. It's gonna Pension be great. Us. Yep. <sighs> he extended a hand to help me up. I am called Haldir. Haldir? And I believe we are your escorts. I didn't expect such a vicious response, I must admit. He laughed slightly. This Haldir seemed like a likable fellow, <laughs> but I looked at the other elf with distru distrust. Nice elf, your brother. <laughs> like a likable fellow. I think fellow is such a funny word. God, it is. I love it, though. His name is Rumil. He is quite nice once you get to know him. At this, Rumil smiled and bowed. Melovanan? Melovanan? Where? Oh, there. Yeah, I think so. Melovanan. Because it's slightly different than Melovanan, but it means the same thing. Oh, okay. Because I think it's dialect that, that stuff comes in, which might be why the pension ass is slightly different. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, guess what, Andrea? I was right. Different dialects for different, different elf. It's still the same thing. language though, too. I mean, it it's still yeah. Sindarin, not Sindarin. Just throwing that out there. It's Sindarin because you can't Americanize it. Exactly. Just like humans have different dialects, like there's Spanish like there's, and there's different like it's not necessarily different. I don't want to say different versions of Spanish, but like no, but like, like English, Southerners, heck like no, Southerners heck no. <laughs> talk differently than Northerners do. It's oh, all the yes. same language, yes. but we talk differently. Even Brit the British, or oh, this is the best example. Their right. English, their English is different English. than ours, but it's not English. All, like, There's different teams. dialects of yeah. Elvish. Sorry, I'm still holding a grudge against that girl. Okay. <laughs> well, she, okay. So basically, what happened was <laughs> what had happened was I made a comment about Lothlorien on the new map for Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. uh, Amazon Prime TV show, but it's not called Lothlorien on there. It's no, called something, something else. else. It's an it's the ancient name for it, the older name mm -hmm. for it before it got changed to Lothlorien. And she was trying to make smart ass comment, and then uh, she was like, said something about Sindar, which that one. Once you bring in that, like, because yeah. like Quinian stuff, I don't know a bunch about, but yeah, Sindarin. It's that. She tries to be relevant. She's not. She's just a. 
She's just a manager. <laughs> like, I'm sure she's a really nice person outside of work. Probably. And she likes Lord of the Rings, so she's probably she cool, she's but she's not cool at work, so. She's not cool at work. She And back to the start. We're sorry. We're trying not to be a total jerk. <laughs> trying not to be But it's not working. <laughs> a pleasure to meet you, I said, stiffly returning the bow. How'd your smile? Since introductions have been made, we should hasten to our destination. The assassin was closing on you, though I don't doubt Calidorn slowed him down. How does everyone know who Calidorn is? I asked, slightly bewildered. Because it's Calidorn! Because he's Defender of Middle Earth! Everyone should know him! <laughs> everyone should know who he is! Epic I bow. Agree. Epic bow. <laughs> the hand sweeping bow. Anytime that the name Calidorn defending him, just bow. Bow. Bow before, yes. <clears throat> how, how dear shrugged. I wasn't aware that everyone did. He works under many different names in many different places. I've known him since he first started his wandering. He went by Fox and Rune, I said. That is one I haven't heard, he replied. He hasn't gone to Rune often from what I'm aware, although to be fair I know little of his life aside from what he did in his younger days. I've only just met him a short time ago, I said quietly. Whatever his business in Rune had been, I determined that it most likely wasn't because of me. Well, I have no doubt he saw something special in you. It is because of him that the Lady of the Wood requested your presence, let alone let you live. Otherwise we would have killed you as soon as you had entered the wood. At this, Haldir tilted his head to look at me. I've never actually met one of your people up close before. You're not at all what I expected. Nor are you what I expected, I countered with a smile. We see elves as evil phantoms of the forest that kill anything that passes within bowshot. Well, I mean, it's not entirely <laughs> wrong. Not in, not in <laughs> this one. I think we were going to kill you. Uh -huh. We were told not to. <laughs> <laughs> Haldir laughed merrily. Well, you wouldn't be entirely wrong there, though we usually just end the miserable lives of orcs and the occasional spider. Isn't that right, Ramil? The other elf raised an eyebrow and shrugged. I couldn't tell whether he hadn't understood Haldir or had just not been listening. How far to, I, to our destination, I asked, deciding to change the subject. Not far at all, Haldir said. You did most of the walking already. Where exactly are we going? You will see when we arrive, he said. He said little more after that, and we quickened our pace. Our pace. Still, the journey was longer than I had expected, and it was nearly dark by the time we arrived. We climbed to the top of a tall hill, in this sight I was greeted with blew me away. Haldir walked to my side. This is our destination. Karas got... Karas Galadon? Karas Galadon. Realm of the Lady of Light. Uh, it's Karas, See, I can, like, I hear him saying it in my head. But well, I can't... Say it. I can't make it go! I can't make the words go. Karas Galadon, something like that. Realm of the Lady of Light. Remaining the Lanreal. Yep. Oh, I love that picture. It's the... What's one of Oh, with all the blue light? Yeah. I love it. Chapter 16, Into the City of Lights. The great elven city took my breath away. It was unlike anything I had ever seen or even imagined. Gar... Gar... Gargantian... Gargantian... Trees. Giant trees. Giant trees <laughs> held large white platforms and stairways wound around their massive trunks. Every white light made the forest glow around them. Eerie. Oh, is that his Eerie white light made the forest. <laughs> You're just questioning everything now. Is that how you said Probably. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know that I've ever seen it spelled, so he's probably right. He's probably right. <laughs> uh, or at least spell check is. 
Eerie white light made the forest glow around them and I could see the figures of elves ascending and descending the stairs, almost unnatural in their gracefulness. Gladriel awaits, Haldir said, and led me ahead towards the ethereal city. As we got closer, the trees loomed overhead and I had to crane my neck as far upward as I could just to be able to see the top of them. As we approached, many elves cast suspicious, yet at the same time curious expressions at me. I must have looked quite out of place, in the full garb of the loke rim, minus the helmet, which I had gotten rid of as soon as I could. As if reading my thoughts, Haldir spoke up. They rarely see men in Lothlorien, let alone one of your people. You may well be the first Easterling that the lady has let walk through the wood unharmed. I nodded in understanding. I felt very out of place here, among such fair people as the elves. Even Haldir, who was clearly a warrior, was fairer than any Easterling. My dark hair and dark complexion made me stand out even more. Where does the lady reside? I asked, partly out of curiosity and partly to avoid the awkwardness I felt. Up there, Haldir pointed up to the largest of the tree platforms, which I later learned were called flets by the elves. You may grow tired on the way there. We must ascend many flights of stairs. At this, he pulled out a piece of whey bread. Eat this. It should keep you from getting exhausted as quickly. I would definitely not make it in Middle Earth. <laughs> the stairs alone would kill me. <laughs> yes. They would. Does my mic reach? All right. Lay out here. Heck yeah. <clears throat> since I hadn't eaten since the battle, I quickly stuffed the bread into my mouth. It was sweet like honey and not at all dry like I was expecting it to be. How many did you eat? Huh? How many did you eat? <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up now. <laughs> uh, I had never tasted anything quite like it before. What is this? I asked Haldir after I had eaten most of it. It is called cram. It was made first by men, but we had learned to make it as well. It is, it's sustaining for long journeys. I continued to chew on the... Is it cram? It's not, how I, it's not what they called it in Lord of the Rings. No, but it might be something slightly different than lembus. Yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah. Bread. It's bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's bread. I continued to chew on the cram... On the cram I had left as we began to ascend the stairs. They were white and seemed to glow with a light of their own. Neither Haldir nor I spoke the entire way up the stairs, and Ramil trailed behind us in silence. It almost seemed like a procession, elves occasionally watching us as we made our way up. When we reached the main flat, we were stopped by a tall blonde elf with a spear. <sighs> he glared at me in suspicion, then gave Haldir a strange look. Okay, there's some elvish here, but I'm not even going to try to pronounce oh, it. Oh, let me try. <laughs> oh yeah, heck no. <laughs> that ain't happening. Something, something, Haldir, something, something. He glanced back at me. <laughs> He's a friend of the lady, Haldir replied in common speech. The other, other elf seemed taken aback, but responded in kind. An Easterling, a friend of the lady. That's rich, he laughed scornfully. Tell her Rukil has come, Haldir replied evenly. But the other elf had no need to, for, to the surprise of all, the lady herself came forward. She was clad in white, and seemed almost to glow with an inner light. Her entire manner spoke of power, yet she hid it under a haunting smile and cascading golden hair. Beauty radiated from her, such that I had never seen before. Her eyes were a stunning blue, and when I looked into them, it was as though I saw memories of days long past. Battles lost and won, the shape of the land changing with the arrival of men. These I saw in a flash, as if I was being shown what the lady wanted me to see. 
Her icy blue eyes looked into the depths of my soul, and there was a long silence before she spoke. But even when she did, it was in thought rather than word. It makes my heart glad to see you here, Rokil, for you are the first of your kind to see the golden bows of Karas Caledon. But I did not summon you here to admire the scenery. And this she looked at the elf standing guard and spoke aloud to him. Hail, it is my will that Rokil is here. He will be treated with respect. The elf stood at attention and put a fist to his chest. It shall be as you say, my lady, he said as he turned and descended the stairs, leaving how dear Romel and I alone with the lady. <clears throat> be seated. I will call for nourishment. She motioned towards a long white table and I took a seat on the left side of it. The entire room was elegant and it made me uncomfortable. I was unused to such luxury as this. How dear and Romel sat on either side of me. I assumed because the lady didn't trust me enough to leave me unattended. <sighs> it has been too long since I have eaten here last, Haldir exclaimed with a smile. Why, why aren't you here often? I asked. It is difficult to find time to rest here as a march warden. I am preoccupied with protecting our borders, which has been increasingly difficult of late. The orcs have grown more daring and have set patrols even closer to the Golden Wood. We've been able to drive them back, but I fear that we will soon be outnumbered. It felt strange discussing such things with an elf. A week ago, the orcs had been my allies, allies, though uneasy ones. Such talk should be saved for later, I think. I wanted to learn if I could trust the elves before I revealed any information. You're right, of course, said Haldir. Ah, thank the Valar. The food has come. A procession of elves, both male and female, entered the room, bringing large silver platters laden with meat, fruits, and vegetables. <clears throat> Sorry, I just news a update. That would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, and we're done here. And we're, that's it. <laughs> my mouth watered at the sight of so much food. I had only seen this much food in one place in my life, and that was at my father's palace. I never was allowed to eat at those feasts, though, since, as my father said, I needed to always be fit for battle. Oh, I'm tired, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like sprawled out on the bed, so... Yeah, that's not healthy. Not really. I'm a backers. Therefore, this would be the first feast that I actually attended. The elves set the platters and bottles of wine at the table and retreated back through the door they had entered from. El Hiel, the elf who had stopped us earlier, entered through another door. The Lord and Lady of Lorien. He flourished his hand toward the door and bowed as Galadriel entered again, holding the arm of a tall, noble-looking elf. I stood along with Haldir and Ramil and bowed at my waist. The lord and lady bowed their heads slightly as a token of respect, then gracefully glided to their seats at the table. The lord took a seat at the head of the table with the lady at his right. When they were seated, the lord turned to me. I am... is it Celeborn? Celeborn. Celeborn? I am Celeborn, lord of Galadri Galadrim. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Gladriel has told me much of you. At this, the lady smiled warmly. I returned the smile. Are they like married? Yeah. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah they're married. So okay. I wasn't sure. He's he went way out of his league. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I really appreciate like Tolkien did that, and it wasn't it's, like she's so powerful, but right. like. And he's just kind of chill. But she loves it. But and also, she, yeah, like... And there's so much respect between them. You could, like, right, right, right. There's not a whole lot of... I don't, we don't see a whole lot, but, like... Right. But, like, in Lord of the Rings, like, you see them together, but, like, she's clearly the one that Tolkien focuses on. Right. Like, yes, there but is this guy, the and they're together, but she is something important, and we're going to mm -hmm. focus on her, and, 
and cultivate her character as opposed to be like, well, this is her husband, so we have to put him forward instead. Right. But it's also cool. Only good things, I hope, I said jokingly. Galadriel couldn't know much about me other than my origins and perhaps with my battle in the arena. Indeed, she spoke highly of you, Caliborn said as he reached for a crystal glass full of red wine. You sound like an extraordinary man. I assure you I am not. I have done more than my share of evil. After taking a sip of his wine, Caliborn responded, but only under threat of force. Indeed, it seems that you had your freedom, that had you had your freedom, Rune would be a much better place. At this, the lady, who had until then been listening in silence, spoke up. Which is why you are here at all. I know that your people dislike formality, so I will speak my purpose clearly. You are royalty among the Easterlings. Your word holds sway over many of them, whether you believe that or not. I shook my head emphatically. You're mistaken, my lady. I have no claim to any throne, nor do I have followers. I am a man without a purpose, a fighter without a cause. But you are wrong. In the brief time you served in the Loke Rim, you gained the admiration and loyalty of several men. We fought in the arena together. Were it not for that, they would not have even given me a chance. <clears throat> it matters not how you gained their loyalty, their loyalty, but that you did it in the first place. You are a born leader, Rukil. You are meant to live the life of low... You, you aren't meant to live the low life of soldiery, but to be a ruler of nations. She seemed to have spoken as much as she cared to and began to pick up the lettuce on her silver plate. This reminds me of Lord of the Rings when they're feeding them. Or maybe it's the Hobbit. I can't the remember. The Hobbit with the dwarves. Like, yeah. I don't like green. <laughs> <laughs> she is right. You know that deep down. Caliborn directed his gaze at me and it felt like he was probing the depths of my being. I shifted uncomfortably in my seat. I am not meant to rule. My brother is the oldest. He ascended to the throne rightfully. As much as I hated him, I admitted that his position of rulership was just. After all, he was the firstborn. I was one of many others. But your brother abuses his power to terrorize your people. He only seeks after his own gain. How do they know so much about me? About my country? They had a firm grasp on my situation and my tribe, and it was likely that they knew even more than that. What do you kind of mind read? Yeah, I know. Like, uh, <laughs> did you forget uh, that whole? Although, um, I think we've talked about it, but like, Lothlorien is definitely a cult. Yeah, how it's cult. It's very cult-like. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a cult. That's my personal. <laughs> it's definitely a cult. It's a cult. I would join. <laughs> Call your dad. You're in a cult. <laughs> But what if your dad is in the cult? What if your dad is in the cult? Mm. That's from my favorite murder, y'all. It is. That, that is from my favorite murder. It's the greatest <clears> thing ever. I... <coughs> what did you expect me to do? Overthrow him? My voice was filled yes. with exasperation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. At least, yeah. <laughs> my voice was filled with exasperation and with good reason. I had considered the idea myself in the days of my youth when my father still ruled before realizing that such an endeavor would mean certain death. You are not alone in your disgust for him. Many of your people will help you, and you have powerful allies. Who? Connor? Connor? I'm most certain he was the one who sent assassins after me. No, Hadar is a well-known figure in, this, in, in his homeland and would easily be able to gain the support of his tribesmen. How do, you, how do you two know all of this? I blurted out. I was tired of them knowing more than I did. Galadriel looked up from her food slowly. I see many things. Of late, I have seen much of you, the things you have done, and some things that you have not yet done. There are several paths you may take, but there is only one right path you must choose for yourself. What did she mean by that? 
Can you see my future? I asked, slightly confused. Yes, but your future is uncertain, as is the future of anyone I see. However, I am certain that the path you choose will either be the salvation of this world or the downfall of it. No pressure! <laughs> either everybody's gonna die or it's gonna be great. Or you're gonna save the world. Either I mean, way. you know, it's fine. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Silence permeated the air, and suddenly the entire mood of the room had changed. It seemed slightly darker, as if a breeze had come through and blown some of the candles out. But when I looked, I saw that all of the candles were still alight. The ladies' words were grim, and now I felt as if a huge weight were on my shoulders. Uh, yeah, kinda. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Basically, the world. The world. <laughs> the whole world. <laughs> uh... What choice is the right one? I asked after a moment, cutting through the silence like a knife through butter. I will not tell you, for you must see for yourself and decipher the right way. People. Oh. Hi, I know your future. I see your two paths. One will save the world, one the end of the world. But I'm not going to tell you which one. Hey! <laughs> Runs away. Right? How can I see the future? I asked. I will show it to you after you are finished. She motioned to my food, which was untouched. I had been so preoccupied with the conversation that I had forgotten all about it. I quickly ate all the food on my plate, eager to see what the lady would show me. However, although I was eager, at the same time, I feared what I would see. Would there be a good choice? And if there was, would I even want to carry it out? I would have to wait to find out. Um, this is chapter 17. Is that the third one? Yeah, this is the third chapter. Okay. I <clears throat> just want to make sure that we are on target for, because the next part should be, because I think we were going to try to read, like, the epilogue. Right, when he yeah, was when here. he's here. All right, never mind. Can't get it to load. <laughs> well. All right, chapter 17, Past to the Future. Oh, my God, my computer is so dumb. After the meal had ended, the lady wordlessly led me down a winding stairway down to the forest floor. There we came upon a garden, but it was no ordinary garden. No trees grew there, and the sky was opened up like a tapestry of the constellations, bathing the garden in a white light. A small waterfall issued out of a cliff nearby, and the water that cascaded from it shimmered with starlight. The waterfall poured into a stream that ran along the forest floor, and next to the stream was what appeared to be a pedestal. Gladria walked gracefully to the pedestal and retrieved a silver bowl from beside it. This is my mirror. Few have looked upon it, and you were among the first men to do so. I stared wordlessly as she filled the basin in the pedestal with water from the stream. Letting the bowl pour until it was barely a trickle, the water in the pedestal was still. Go ahead, look into it. Now that I'm here, I'm not sure I want to, I said as I took a step backward. Doubt was plaguing my mind as to what, as to what I would see. Not all that you see in the mirror will come to pass, only that which you let take place. She tilted her head slightly, looking at me expectantly. I slowly walked toward the mirror, trying to fight the voice of doubt in my head. What if everything I saw was bad? Were the options I saw the only ones? I came to the mirror and leaned forward, my hands shaking as I rested upon it. I looked in the water and only saw my own reflection. Does that mean something, I said, <laughs> looking up at Collagio. It means your future is bleak. <laughs> so I'm going to die alone. <laughs> Dies alone. That's great. <laughs> Does that mean something? I said, looking up at Gladrill. She merely gestured back at the mirror, a mysterious smile on her face. 
As I looked again, the water seemed to shimmer. Then, as I took a deep breath in surprise, I saw the hot desert sun of my homeland. Two carts traveled along a winding desert road, and several people were accompanying them. One held a whip, while two others cowered before him. As my perspective changed, I saw with growing horror that the man holding the whip was an older version of myself, and that two others were... Hadar? Yeah. Sorry, there was something on my screen that made it look like Hadell. I was like, Hadell? He's just singing hello. <laughs> As my perspective changed, I saw with growing horror that the man holding the whip was an older version of myself, and the two others were Hadar and a red-haired woman that I didn't recognize. I noticed a tattoo on my hand that hadn't been there before. A tattoo of an eye. Ooh, we all know what the mm. eye is. I saw black shapes on the horizon steadily getting closer. As they approached, I saw that there were orcs bearing similar tattoos to the one I wore. One of them handed the older version of me a bag, which clanked with sounds of gold, corn, gold coins. The other three orcs grabbed Hadar and the woman, and Hadar screamed at me as I dragged them away. I could hear nothing, but I could re read his lips. <clears throat> Why did you portray us? I stepped back from the mirror in shock, breathing heavily. Look again. This time Gladrill's words sounded like a command. I reluctantly obeyed. This time I was taken to a land barren of trees, or shrubs, or even the sun. The sky was red, and black clouds obscured what little light it may have shone through. A long line of people in chains traveled along a similar road to the one in the previous vision. But, but at the head of the dismal procession was a man. No, not a man, but a creature, riding a monstrous black horse. The creature wore an ancient helm upon his head that I only barely recognized. It was the helm of Kamul, the greatest of our kings, who had long ago fallen to shadow. As the line moved past, I recognized many of the prisoners. Hadar, Brand, Caladorn, even Lord Connor. But at the end of the line was me. Oh, wait, is he one of the ring wraiths? Because it says, um, the creature wore an ancient helm that I barely recognized. It was the helm of Kamul, the greatest of our kings who had long ago fallen to shadow. And it was riding a monstrous black horse. So probably. That's cool. That or the mouth of Sauron. Oh. Who is that? Okay. I don't think anybody knows. Mm -hmm. Actually, Caleb was going to write, and he, I even made a cover for him to write about the mouth of Sauron. And mm -hmm. he's still written and I'm like, Oh, no, that's something I, I want to ask him then. Remind me if that was one of okay, the ring breaks. Because it says nine to great kings of men, but it doesn't specify yeah. which kings. Well, it does, oh, I think, but it's not, like, in the book. It's, like, in the back of the book or something. Oh, okay. I think it, I think it gives them all the names, or at least some of them, because that, that makes more sense that it would be one of the ring rights, not yeah. something else. Yeah. I, or this future me, was barely distinguishable. I had been beaten beyond recognition, and my head was slumped defeatedly downwards. As I watched two men grab me and carry me away, as I watched, two men grabbed me and carried me away from the rest of the prisoners. They brought me before a figure that was so evil that I trembled in my boots. I knew with that... Shaking in my... There's a snake in my... There's a snake in my... <laughs> I just picture, like, when, some, when people write that, I picture, like, the cartoon kind with, like, giant boots and, like, skinny legs yeah, and, like, shaking. Like shaking. <laughs> this is what I picture. <laughs> I knew without a doubt that this... Oh, nope. Oh. Don't read it, read I, it. I, I knew without a doubt that this was the Lord of the Rings, the one who wished to dominate all. <laughs> so I guess it is something in the mouth of Sauron. No, that would be like Sauron himself. Oh, no, no, yeah, you're, no, you're right. This is, the, he, the, two men grabbed him from the prisoners and yeah. brought him before a figure that was so evil. This was the Lord of the Rings, the one who wished to dominate all. He pointed towards a door marked insurrectionist. 
and I was cast inside. Though my perspective didn't enter the room, in my head I could hear screaming and the sounds of torment worse than any I had ever heard. I fell to my knees, putting my hands over my face as the screaming faded. When I looked up, I realized where I was and tried to gain my composure. Galadriel walked over and helped me to my feet and took my hand in hers. I ask that you look once more. You may refuse, and I would not hold it against you, but this last time will be different than the others. Her words, along with her reassuring smile, gave me the confidence to return to the mirror. I gripped the edges, waiting for the worst. This time I was taken to a hilltop, and it seemed that it was in the midst of a battle, or at the beginning of one. I stood in command of a vast army of horsemen, fierce, bare-chested men with swirling tattoos covering their bodies. Hadar smiled triumphantly at my side, and the elf Caladoran looked ahead stoically. A lone mountain stood ahead. Did you see? <laughs> did you see the meme that Caleb posted about Hadar and Rukil with the Spider-Man? Yeah. So now I wanted to comment on it, but it turns out that I comment on all of his stuff on on Instagram, and I don't want to think I'm stalking him. <laughs> Oh, so I didn't want to comment on it, comment. but like just now when it said Hadar smiled, and I'm just I'm picturing that right yeah, now. I'm like, if y'all oh. haven't seen it, go. Sit and I'll I'm yeah. gonna repost it on. Ours, yes, you should. But you got it. It's it's great. It's, it's pretty great. good. But that's that's what I was picking. A lone mountain stood ahead of us, blocking our passage north. Great birds flew overhead, and as I looked into the valley below, I saw burning. Two armies faced each other there. One cheered at our arrival, while cries of despair could be heard from the other. I rallied my men, and we charged down the hill, and the enemy fled from our wrath. The scene changed suddenly to a great tower collapsing. Then a coronation in a white city. But before I could find myself in the crowd, the mirror darkened until I could only see my own reflection. I looked up from the mirror, unsure of what I had seen. Galadriel came to my side. Those are but three of the possibilities of your future. There are many more. Can I look and see more? I asked hesitantly. I wasn't sure I wanted to. Perhaps, but it is highly unusual that you saw your future three times in a row. Often it is, it is the past that is seen, or the present in faraway lands. Regardless, those three are the only paths I have foreseen. Her words seemed foreboding, and a shiver went down my spine. Three choices, and only one ended well, if even that one did. What of the third? How does it end? I asked. Gladriel's eyes rose to meet mine. It will end well for some, but others may have to sacrifice for the outcome to come to pass. Do not ask more for I know not more. Even if I did, you would have to make your choice alone. I cannot make it for you. What choice would you make if you could? I would choose what is right, though you know not what you must. Though you know not what you must do, I could aid you in this, should you accept my counsel. I narrowed my eyes in determination. Tell me what I must do. Gladwell narrowed her eyes. Claim your throne, join the free peoples, and make a stand. <laughs> I stayed at Karas Galadon for nearly a month. Are we okay on time? We got about 13 minutes. Okay, I think, I think we only have 7 minutes left on this. I stayed at Karas Galadon for nearly a month before I was prepared for the journey. During my stay, five assassins had attempted to enter Lorien at different times, only to be slain by the ever-vigilant March Wardens. Upon examination of their belongings, it was found that all five wore a similar pendant, one shaped like a crescent moon. Two words, the words of Hadar came back to me when I saw them. Have you heard of the Order of the Moon? On that night, that seemed so long ago, the Order had been a subject of humor. Now I knew they were without a doubt real, and they were after me. The previous morning, Gladwell scouts had reported <clears throat> that the borders were safe, so now was the best time to depart before more, before more of them came. I was reluctant to leave, for I had grown fond of the elves. 
I had become partially close to an elf, or an Eleth, as I learned females, female elves were called, called, named Galadwin. When we had first met, we exchanged stories of our homelands, and she seemed eager to learn more about the mysterious lands in the East. As a result, we spent much time together, often showing through Lothlorien's Mindy Gardens and take, talking for hours on end. Through these conversations, I inadvertently learned that she was somehow related to Caladorn, though she was reluctant to say more. The few times that Caladorn came to Lothlorien, he only stayed for a short time and only to relay one message or another to the lady. He, doesn't, he didn't visit, he didn't visit Caladwin, so I assumed that whatever relationship they had was somehow strained. He had, however, come to talk to me once to relay what news he had learned of the kidnap of the happenings in the east. <clears throat> Evidently, Connor, as well as five other lords, had formed a coalition of rebels and were planning to overthrow the current, the current Loke Khan. This didn't come as a surprise to me, for I had been asked to join this coalition myself. What was surprising was that they were backed by Mordor. The Dark Lord seemed to think that the current Khan wasn't loyal enough, a thought that Connor was quick to take advantage of. This news complicated things significantly, and because of this, we held a meeting. Caladorn brings news that, sh that could be beneficial to you or very dangerous, Caliborn said slowly. Why is it all hard seas? Because that's <laughs> how Elvish works. <laughs> Caladorn stood nearby with his arms crossed, stoically looking back and forth between the elven lord and I. We had gathered in Karas Galadon's map room, and I leaned forward over the map, pointing to Morgothrun. The Loke Khan is at his weakest now. Khanar leads most of Rune's army, and the lords that are with him are powerful players as well. Lord, Bert, Lord Bruck, for example, rules the lands in the south of Rune from Runikesh. Most of our commerce flows through there, so without Lord Bruck, the Khan has no resources. They can keep him from hiring mercenaries, or getting weapons for that matter. Chieftain Getrok oh, commands the Balkoth. They are primitive but numerous. They control much of Rune's agriculture. That means they can also starve the Khan out. Lord Dengesh rules the fortress of Ridor. That place is impenetrable. If they hole up there, nobody could force them out, at least not without a massive army. And lastly, Chieftain Ramil. At this, I smiled slightly. My brother. This is the only good thing about this revolt. If he's rebelling, he won't have the support of the Khan that we were expecting. On the negative side, he has the support of the coalition. However, this opens up several new options. I leaned back, letting Caliborn process the information I had given him. Do you think the Khan would help you? Caliborn said after a moment. Perhaps. Either way, he won't openly oppose me anymore. If Ramil is, is an enemy of his, he'll be happy to see him out of the way. Caliborn suddenly spoke out. The Order serves the Khan. Their assistance would be invaluable. My eyes widened in shock. You can't mean that. They were the ones who tried to kill me. I managed to infiltrate their ranks. My posing as one of the assassins that was killed on our border. They were under the impression that the order to kill you came directly from the Khan. They were incensed when they found out it wasn't, let me tell you. At this I caught a slight twinkle in the mysterious elf's emerald eyes. That doesn't change things. They won't help someone they were ordered to kill. On the contrary, they held nothing against you and would just as gladly work for you, I'm sure. They are highly detached from their contracts, so they have no malice or ill will toward you. But they serve the Khan. I wasn't sure what he was getting at. Exactly. Gain the trust of the Khan, and you gain the trust of the Order. It's simple, really, he shrugged. The realization hit me. You're right, it is. I just need to help the Khan fight the Coalition. I have out, and I'll have his men at my disposal. But if the Coalition is backed by Mordor, it's doubtful even such an alliance as that can defeat them. Contact your friends. 
hire mercenaries, do whatever it takes. I sighed at the full weight of the quest as the full weight of my quest fell upon me. Caliborn cleared his throat. It will be far from easy, but if you accomplish this, it could be the salvation of Middle Earth. Very well. I set out at first light tomorrow. Are you with me? I turned to face Caladorn. I hadn't planned on accompanying you, but now I see the urgency of your quest. I'm with you to the end, Prince Rukil. To my surprise, he bowed. Caliborn saw the surprise in my face. You are a prince, and though you may not realize it, you are a leader as well. I could think of no words to say in response, so I merely nodded. I knew the importance of my task. The meeting ended and I went back to my flat. As I looked around at the now familiar room, I realized it would most likely be the last day I would spend here. If I was successful, I would be a ruler and would have no need to return. If I failed, well, I didn't want to think about that. Either way, I didn't know one thing. My life was changing yet again, and this time I couldn't tell whether it was for the better or for the worse. And that brings us to part two epilogue, which we will read next week with Caleb. With Caleb. Oh, very good. Very good. Very, very good. It, this is a fantastic book. I wish Sweeping this, I actually bell. wish this wasn't print. I know. It's, it's so good. I know. All right, guys, we're about out of time anyways. Yep. Uh, anything we need to add to the end? I don't think so. I got to get to wrestling. I'm late. Uh, I mean, not really late, but you know. But you know, their show that. hasn't started yet, so we're all good. Don't forget they're having you... a su- sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like they're having a surprise tag team come out, and I can't figure out who it is. But oh. the our French wrestler is supposed to be coming back soon, but no one knows. Mm, so I'm wondering. It, I don't think he's there. But if he is, then that means he's gonna be nice. Oh no! Sorry, sorry. being nerdy. What were you gonna say? <laughs> um, no, just if you entered the contest, don't forget to actually write the thing. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to write the thing. The deadline is um, April 1st. Um, you can look in the book for all the details on that. But Okay. Yeah, so, because we haven't gotten any entries yet. And it's probably just because it's not last minute yet. Because even when I, like, any time I'm in a contest, even if I've written the thing, I am not entering it until the very last minute. <laughs> because I might feel like editing at some point. Edit, revising, that's a better word to say. <laughs> It at some point in between then. But, yeah. Alright then. So? I guess that's it. Yep. Alright guys, so till next week, we'll go live either, actually we might have Caleb go live on his Instagram to um, promote next week's episode. Yes. Because he has more followers than we do, probably. No. No? Well... Yes and no. Okay. He has more Wattpad followers than me, oh. barely. Barely, I want to point out. Barely, <laughs> and he's been on longer. This is not war, I promise. Um, and then, um, well, he probably does on Instagram, too. Because our Instagram is newer. Right, right, right. I have more on my writer Instagram. Yeah. But, but yeah, so he'll probably go live on that, and then uh, we will be back. Friday or Saturday of next week. Yep. Or this coming week. This coming it's week, Saturday, yeah. So, so March. 20th 20 something. something. <laughs> 20 something. By April, it'll all be up. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Please don't wait that long. Right. Okay. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.